Beneath the winter's chilling snow, the heart of summer beats below. Beneath the old world, you can see there breathes a new world that will be. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. Awanajo is an Algonquian word which means small, misty mountain, referring to Blue Hill Mountain or your main mountain. And this is the Almanac for December 14th to 21st, 2012. We're going from the new to the first quarter of the cold moon. Here are some natural events for this quarter moon. We're still in a, a freeze-thaw pattern here with no snow on the ground <coughs> yet. One day the ground freezes solid, pierced by ice crystals that crunch underfoot. The next day there are soft footprints of deer and dog along the roadside and through the yard and there are puddles in the low spots. The old-timers hate this kind of weather, saying that it makes for a sick winter. Let it get cold and stay cold, they say, and there may be something to that. There have been some nasty viruses reported in these parts already. Another item, curiously, field agent Lita Beth Gray reports that a warm autumn like this one may account for the leaves falling early from the beech and oak trees, as reported here a couple of weeks back. Warmer fall weather allows for formation of the abscission layer, which separates leaf from twig. Colder weather may stop this layer from forming and stick the leaves to the trees well into winter. <coughs> and of course, the winter solstice, celebrated by northern peoples since long before recorded history is just ahead. A festival of light and a season of joy when the days start getting longer again and a new year begins. Here's some wild speculation. Instead of disdainfully dismissing the Mayan calendar and those perpetual forecasts of the end of the world, suppose we were to concede that the the old world is ending. Not with a bang, but a whimper, as T.S. Eliot put it. It has happened before. The Permian extinction 250 million years ago ended the world for roughly half of all species, marine and terrestrial. The Cretaceous extinction 65 million years ago, probably from a large meteor strike, ended the world for about one-third of all species. And, of course, Orthodox believers will tell you about Noah's flood, which wiped out all but a few individuals of every kind, when mighty Jehovah got fed up, sick and tired, of mankind's evil ways. Well, that may be history, but there's plenty of evidence that we're in the midst of another cataclysm right now. And darned if mankind's evil ways aren't at the bottom of it again, or so they say. But don't give up hope. Don't sell all your earthly goods and climb to the top of Awanajo next Friday morning early to greet the end of it all. Why? Because the end of the old world also means the beginning of the new. And that is something to await with anticipation and hope. So what might the coming new world look like? 
The new world will turn the old world upside down. It will have an economy based on need, not on greed. It will give the wants of children priority over the desires of generals. It will give power to the weak, not to the powerful. It will fill the hungry with good things and send the rich empty away, as saying Mother Mary, the mother of that boy child. The new world will be first in full accord with the needs of the planet and not just the needs of the human race. It will treat all lives not as goods to be bought and sold, but as miracles to be honored and treated with reverence. It will be a world made not in the image of only one creature, but in the image of the creator of it all, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. That new world has been promised from ancient times, and it is coming now. We can see it. We can hear it. We can feel it. Finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. The first from Walt Whitman in Leaves of Grass. I swear the earth shall surely be complete to him or her who shall be complete. The earth remains jagged and broken only to him or her who remains jagged and broken. I swear there is no greatness or power that does not emulate those of earth. There can be no theory of any account unless it corroborate the theory of the earth. No politics, song, religion, behavior, or whatnot is of account unless it compare with the amplitude of the earth. And from the American humorist Robert Quillen, 1887-1948. If we wish to make a new world, we have the material ready. The first one, too, was made out of chaos. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.